Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positively psyched for the season to start, Chuck Mockler. <laughs> and we're a couple of uh, Clippers credentialed media people and uh, yes. best friends who bring in Clippers news five days a week. Oh, yeah. We are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. Fabulous yeah. network. Oh, uh, sure. I love the sure network. Check out you know, the Locked on NBA podcast. Uh, <clears throat> so today in Clippers news, uh, there was some more media availability. We heard from Paul George as well as Ty Lue. Some interesting stuff there, especially talking about sort of the defensive schemes coming into the season, as well as where they're at in the playbook. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. And then in segment two, we're just going to kind of talk about <laughs> how to get through the slow start. Um, there is a likelihood that with some difficult games, you know, we're, we're going to have to set our expectations. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up all the loose ends sort of floating around, we got to talk the Rudy Gobert contract, especially <laughs> after everyone dumped on PGs. Um, Ralph Lawler also very dis- <laughs> displeased with the Clippers preseason performance. So we got to talk about that. Um, this episode is bar- brought to you by Built Bar. Go, Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Without any further ado, let's get into it. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so there was Sunday practice, uh, which was great to see guys getting out there, getting those those wind sprints in uh, before the NBA season starts, which I am barely prepared for just on a personal level. Um, but there was a lot of talk um, from Paul George and Ty Lue about the zone quite a bit today. Um, there's some talk about the triangle offense and stuff like that. We also kind of got an update-ish, I guess, on Marcus Morris. Um, but no, Paul George talked about the zone. He said, we're getting better at running the zone. Uh, I think it's a great defense for us with the personnel we have, with the length, the quickness, the speed. I think it's something to mix up, uh, and I think a good adjustment to make. And this is something the Clippers have kind of done last year, right? Like, we'd see Doc go into a zone every now and then. Definitely. So this things is were going horribly wrong. Uh, kind of I, I think <laughs> the trend over the last years has been seeing more of it. Um, I think that it makes sense when you have, you know, sort of long rangy defenders who can cover a lot of ground. Um, certainly I would think with stronger defenders, I mean, depending on, you know, depending on the, the build of the team, I, you know, like, I think if we're playing a guard heavy team, say, I think that it would behoove us to use man to man just with a longer kind of a wing, Right. Um, but, but, you know, who knows? I, and like we said, with Ty Lu, it's always yeah. going to kind of be a, a, a work in progress as we're, uh, as we're sort of trying to finalize stuff up for the playoffs. So I'm definitely <laughs> like, I'm open to give it a try. I do think the personnel is there. Um, I, I'm just hoping that it is, you know, sort of a, a matchup dependent. Yeah, and I think it will be with how much tinkering we're expecting Tyloo to do. It's like we're going to see this. It's you know, it's going to be probably used for bigger teams. I'd imagine just having that group help and stuff like that. Um, PG talked about him and Kawhi. Just kind of, he said we're enjoying the process. We're having fun playing together. First time we've been healthy going into camp. Last year they weren't able to do that, and I think that's such a big thing that I'm even kind of guilty of forgetting about too. It's like we knew yes, he was hurt, but like these definitely. guys are now fully, fully healthy coming into camp right like day one everything is good to go i'm so excited to see how this um plays out like pg set up really well right now to be like he's obviously always going to be kind of second to Kawhi in terms of like i guess bearing the load for the team but he's now almost like unless he wins the finals mvp very true that's very true what are the odds on that we gotta check bet online ag for that um 
But now I feel like as opposed to being a two, Paul George can put himself in a position to be a legitimate 1B, if that makes sense. I think the thing even beyond health, which the health is great, obviously, but availability is the best ability. And like just getting yeah. time together um, is so crucial. <laughs> obviously, it's you know doubly crucial in such a shortened offseason training camp, preseason, whatever you want to call it, all lumped together. Um, you know, the season is already upon us and you know, I think that yeah. it is a commitment to the process. It shows a commitment that we didn't necessarily see last season. Um, you know, them cutting their offseason short uh, and certainly, you know, being committed to figuring this thing out and, and building good habits and building that foundation that we've been talking about. Yeah, it's going to be great. PG also added, I think we're just scratching the surface of the playbook. We're just barely diving into this thing. I can see everything Ty is trying to do. He's got some good stuff. We trust him. That's going to be great. Like the, I think the guys are going to be, they're so excited seemingly to learn new stuff, to learn this new system and drill everything down. Like everyone's good to go except for Morris, which is really unfortunate, but like the guys seem excited with how much new stuff they're trying to, they have to take in right now. Definitely, definitely. And we'll, this is kind of why we're going to address this in the next segment. But, you know, with this sort of just scratching the surface and with so many new things, you have to expect there to be some growing pains. Um, and, you know, naturally, that is going to be part of the process. But, you know, like, like I said, their commitment to buying into this is paramount to this thing working out. And if you can get guys to buy in, it, it doesn't matter. Like if, if they buy into actually trying something, you know, whether it works or not, it at least gives you another look. It at least, you know, merits another opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and then Ty Lu spoke. Um, he had some really cool stuff to say just about kind of the mid-range in general. Said the Clippers have added two or three sets from the triangle offense just because Kawhi operates so well in that space. And he had a great quote Dude. where he was like, why not work on the shots that teams are giving up in terms of mid-range? Like, he's like, we have the best player <laughs> at mid-range stuff. What's totally, totally. And I, I've, I, this has kind of been circling around in my head for a while. As the league kind of shifts to teams where you kind of have a lot of um, wings, essentially. A lot of guys who are like 6'8 with a 7-foot wingspan. I, I do think that you could maybe see a reemergence of the triangle if everybody can handle the ball well. Um, that could be really effective. I don't know. It's just one of those like it's a hypothesis yeah. that's been floating around in my head. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty cool. There's going to be so many different things in this playbook. I'm so excited to see what guys like Twitter accounts like uh, – like LA Clips film and like Russo do with some of the new sets that we're going to see. Cause I think fans are going to learn a lot about Ty Lue's coaching style, which is going to be great for Ty Lue because people think he can't coach for some reason. Um, and great for us just being better basketball fans. Um, we got to talk about kind of the worst part of the presser. Ty Lue doesn't know as of right now, whether Marcus Morris is going to be available Tuesday. Thankfully Patterson and Serge were full participants in practice, but like, man, Batum is getting thrown in with the wolves right now. Like guy on a vet man who was going to come in and shore up the bench is now the starting guy like for Morris. Like this is tough. So I, I agree. Um, but I think this is the best test for him. I think that, look, he's been out of basketball for essentially a season. He's had his issues with injuries. I think that, um, you know, seeing where he is fully at and what he's capable of is going to not only let the team know um, sort of where he fits into things, especially like, say, you know, when you're looking at your closing lineups or your mid-closing lineups, uh, you know, your middle relievers, as, yeah. as you do. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that it, it also it will also tell him like as an athlete like where he's at and what he's capable of, and um, you know I, I think that that's one of those things that can go into hopefully preventing injuries down the line. Um, and also, I mean, even more so, I would hope giving him some confidence. Um, yes. Hopefully he sees, you know, he just needs to see some shots drop a couple of times. It, they're already ha- they've already run some really nice stuff for him that we've seen in the preseason. I actually thought that was one of the highlights, him coming off of curls, them getting the ball moving and getting it into, into Nick's hands for an easy shot. Um, I, I thought that that was kind of one of the highlights of the preseason and to see him be able to knock some of those down, um, I, I think would be huge. And I do think that people are going to be really critical of Nick Batum when he has a poor performance. Um, but once again, it, you know, it's a vet man deal. He's coming um, from I'm the complete opposite gonna... situation too, which is so funny. He's coming from a team that had yes. no interest in winning and he was getting DNPs. Now he's starting for the Clippers. Like it's going to be pretty interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. Ty also talked about uh, Zubats being on him about shooting some threes, but he says that you've got to make some uh, to keep shooting them. So I don't think we're going to be seeing that anytime soon. Um, and then just kind of a nice way to cap it off. He said, "We can, can we drop this? Nope. Can we drop this? It's never going to be dropped. If you're good, I'm if- tired of the zoo. I'm, I'm tired of the zoo shooting thing, dude. He's having trouble finishing a foot <laughs> around the basket. I don't want him further. Fire out. enough. Thank threes. you very much. Um, no, thank you. Cap it off. He said, Kawhi said has been setting the tone for the team with his work ethic. Um, which is fantastic to hear. Um, he says uh, Kawhi's been driving the team with pace and force, which are two words that I think Clippers fans will be really excited to hear. Pace. I mean, we've just desperately needed. Yeah, um, and force in, in this team, on this team, and and force, <laughs> force. I I suppose as well. Um, but yeah, coming up, we're going to be talking. You know, maybe how we're going to have to mentally prepare for this first week of game for the Clippers. But first, we got to give a shout out to BetOnline.ag. I am about to possibly. Make a few bucks on BetOnline AG. Um, are you ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season. There's already some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clear. There's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust, especially, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all cap letters, one word, for up to 50% off with a welcome bonus. Um, will the Clippers be undervalued on total points this season? I kind of think so. I don't know. If you win money on that, let me know. Maybe give me 10%. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your sports, your online sportsbook experts. And now, Will, talk to me about diamonds. All right. Well, let me tell you, this episode has been brought to you by 1010. You may have heard of them. You may have read about them in the New York Times or Forbes. So we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. 
Okay, now that we are draped up and dripped out, as they say, um, we're talking just the first three games discussion, which you can find some odds. We got to give a shout out to Lockdown Bets, the new uh, the new daily over here at the Lockdown uh, Podcast Network. It'll give you some great betting advice. Check it out. Win a couple bucks um, at Lockdown Bets. Subscribe to it, please. So the Clippers' first three games are at the Lakers during the ring ceremony, at the Nuggets, home versus Dallas. As of right now, per betonline.ag, we are, I think, we're two-point underdogs against the Lakers. We're a point and a half favorite against the Nuggets, so borderline even. And then Dallas, I haven't seen the line yet. But, man, I mean, what's your prediction for these first three games, just record-wise? What are the chances we see the team go 0-3? It's a possibility. Uh, Here's the thing. Um, the Lakers, uh, certainly through the preseason look like they're pretty tuned up through their start, uh, like all the way through their rotation, really, which makes sense. You know, they, they have a decent amount of continuity. They're big contributors off that bench, you know, have been there, uh, for a while now, longer than, you know, even their stars. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so it, it certainly makes sense, uh, that they would be a little bit more game ready. Um, I am curious to see what kind of wrinkles defensively Tyloo can throw at the Lakers. But I do think ultimately uh, we're going to struggle with that game and probably drop it. The Nuggets right now, um, I think they went, they went two and one through their preseason. Um, looks really good in two games and against Portland. Uh, the they thing. won both of those. It's not like two and one where you're and like, it they won looks two, good. Yeah, like, ugh, it's looking real smooth over there in Denver. <laughs> so defensively, I do think that they took a step back without Jeremy Grant in that lineup. Sure. But the ball movement that they have right now looks really, really good. Um, and, you know, certainly with us still kind of figuring things out, um, and, and certainly if we don't have Marcus Morris, I, I kind of see us dropping this one as well. Um, it is in an away stadium. They did end up, they're not going to have fans though, right? I don't think Denver is. There are, I believe seven teams that are going to, and I don't, I don't okay. think Denver is one of them. Okay. Cause I, I thought early on Denver was like sort of in conversations of still yeah. having fans. So that's good to hear. And then Dallas is kind of an interesting one. Um, you know, they have guys coming back from injuries. Obviously, Chris Stapps most likely won't be playing. We've yeah. heard sometime in January. I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyways, this Mavericks game is kind of where things could start to click for the team. And I think that, you know, despite some of the frustration of a slow start, going against, you know, certainly three teams that are contenders, um, I, I think is a great test. And I think that, you know, once again, through this sort of slow start, the thing that I, I think is great is testing the resolve early. Um, yeah. It's not one of those things that you want to have to test after the all-star break. You know, like ideally you can go on kind of a strong run into the all-star break, For come sure. out of the, the all-star break, super strong and super together and hopefully we're near that kind of final form of of you know what this offense and, and defense that tyloo is you know kind of orchestrating is, is going to look like yeah i mean i think one and two is a definite possibility i guess i'm leaning a little more towards one and two than oh and three um but i think the the important thing to remember is to remember what zubats and Paul George and Kawhi and a lot of guys and Ty Lue have been saying is that this is still, they're still learning, you know, like someone commented on our Twitter that like through the first 20 games, if we're not 16 and four, it's like a disappointment. I was like, man, I don't know what to tell you. You're, you might be pretty disappointed then if we don't win 16 of our first 20 games, (laughs) Um, it just might not happen. This is a new team. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. Like we got whole new bench, like, 
Mook is out for one of these, like, yeah, man, it's a lot. Especially if we don't have Morris. I mean, this starting lineup played 11 games together. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah. So essentially, you know, that's essentially like a, a training camp, yeah. a normal training camp that you would have where you would like travel around or whatever. Um, so, you know, this is still very much a new team uh, with a new coach, uh, you know, four new coaches. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it's going to take some time. Um, who has kind of the most pressure on this first week? Is it the Kawhi and PG tandem or is it Ty Lue? Uh, I don't think it's going to be Ty Lue this early. I think that he hasn't had the time to instill a system, man. Like he, they had a two a day during the, during the week leading up to the preseason. So I think they only had four days of practice, yeah. um, going into their first game. So I, I don't, I, I just don't think it would be right to put a lot of the blame on Ty Lue. I mean, yeah. he's, he's trying things out and he's, you know, he, I, I think that it's refreshing that he's going to take a new eye towards this team instead of, you know, just saying like, uh, we did a lot of this last year. So why don't we just yeah. kind of lean back yeah. on that if things aren't going well? Cause I think that's the easy way out. And that's a shitty thing to do, uh, for a team that, you know, wants to do better than they did last year. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I, I think of these people, um, I think that Kawhi is actually going to end up having the most He's pressure. Gonna get the brunt of it. From what I've seen so far, Paul George, from what I've seen so far from Paul George, his game looked pretty dialed in. I think that he's going to be reliable, like pretty consistent uh, and reliable offensively. Uh, and, you know, he had some solid defensive possessions two through the preseason, but we'll see yeah. how that looks through this three game stretch. But I think everything is really going to be falling down on Kawhi. You have the narrative of the, you know, the three one upset in a game seven where he's <laughs> a little bit non existent. Yeah, um, not a little so, bit. <laughs> So I do think that a lot of this is going to come down on Kawhi. I don't think that that's necessarily right or wrong. I mean, he also, you know, he has to take the time with his body that he feels is appropriate. Uh, and, you know, that is going to lead to a tune-up period of, of a couple games too. Um, you know, some uh, he's different than other players, man. And <laughs> it goes both ways. Different. Like, <laughs> well, like it just goes both ways, no, right? Definitely. Like you love when he's being, you know, different Kawhi uh, on the court, but like you also have to deal with the times where like, you know, he has to do what's right for him uh, and his game and his future. So, yeah, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but I do think the narrative fully going to be thrust on Kawhi um, through definitely all of these games. And it's going to be that thing of like, if these guys are so good, then the new coaching shouldn't matter. And you're like, okay, man, I guess, but we still got to learn the damn system. Um, do you have any bold predictions for this first week? I think mine is that I think PG might average like 33 for the first week. He's going to have um, to do a lot more. I, I don't think. know, man. If, if, if some of the trends hold true from what we saw in the preseason, I think that Paul George is going to be holding a lot of offensive weight, <laughs> yeah. especially without Morris, especially without Morris in the lineup. So I think that's a great prediction. Um, I, I don't know if I have a Super Bowl. That's prediction, fair. Man. We don't need to put him out there. So on, I was a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not fully sure what conclusions to draw from the preseason, but Oof. I do think that uh, Serge will establish himself as the cert as oh, the nice. steal of the offseason. Good call. Um, we're going to be talking. What one prominent Clipper uh, feels about the preseason, of course. But first, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Talked about it off top. 
But uh, Built Bar is the new improved, uh, it's basically a candy bar that's a protein bar, which is fantastic. 18 amazing flavors. Six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Uh, I prefer the peanut butter one. Classic flavor, you know, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams net carbs. Great. Uh, There's a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. If you want to keep those drinks cool while you're ice fishing or at the beach, works in both places. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which if you're new to the show, is just kind of where we wrap up all the loose ends around the Clippers and the NBA in general. Uh, I think to kick things off, uh, we have another uh, near Supermax contract to talk about. <laughs> Luckily, this one is not one that the Clippers are paying. Yeah, how do we feel about this? Like everyone who was mad about the PG contract, Rudy Gobert just got five for $205 million, which he's a very good player. I'm not trying to say he's not a very good player. DPOY, you know, like... The dude's a beast, sets a million screen assists. Um, But I think I'm so much happier that the Clippers are playing Paul George a quad borderline comparable amount of money than Rudy Gobert, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, this is difficult. And, you know, Rudy, you know, he he is a DPOY, uh, two-time DPOY. So he is, he was eligible for the exact same Supermax that uh, Giannis got, I believe. He was eligible Um, for such a crazy contract. And, you know, a number, number, I I believe it was closer to the 260 million number over five (laughs) years, um, which is, you know, like that Paul George kind of number. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. If you're asking me personally, I think these are completely different caliber of players. Obviously, you know, different usage and different things. But if you ask me, you know, gun to my head, who I'm spending <laughs> whoa <laughs> 200 plus million dollars on, I, I don't even think I have to say the answer. Yeah, it's just got to be PG. It's Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> just a, such a hard play. Just kidding, just um, kidding, just kidding. No, yeah, I mean, it. you know, it's good. It's like take some of the heat off the Clippers. Hashtag back to the shadows. Working okay, thanks to this deal. And this is a deal also like that's a, you know, they had to make this deal. You can't let. Go barely. What else do you do, man? That's what the, you're gonna let him walk. Some somebody else will pay him. That's what I think. I think people are just missing from all these things. Like, so you let him walk, and then he goes somewhere else and plays at the same level he was for you, and then you just look like an idiot. Like you're just like, why wouldn't you pay this guy two hundred million dollars? Who cares? Um, but yeah, man, fifty M's a year is uh, that's a lot of money. Um, but now we got to move into Ralph, some Ralph Lawler territory. Shout out Ralph Lawler. He's been on the podcast. Some fantastic episodes, if you want to listen to that. Um, he was not psyched on the Clippers preseason performance. Uh, someone said it was preseason and not a big deal that they didn't win. Well, Ralph replied, not saying it is a big deal, just saying that history is not on the team's side when they are winless in preseason. He also brought up that the Clippers have gone winless in the preseason only twice since moving to L.A. Uh, 1986-1987, they went 0-6 which led to a 12 and 70 season. The 98 99, they went 0 2, which prefaced a 9 and 41 strike shortened season. He also said no conclusions here, just reporting the facts. Feels a little bit like he's insinuating something by reporting these selective facts, if we're just being honest. Um, but I think this is, we just got to let the preseason go, man. Like, we just so, got to let I it mean, go. This, this team. Compared to the 1986-87 and 98-99 roster, something tells me just off the top of my head that this Clippers roster is a little better than those. 
Yeah. So I, I mean, absolutely. I don't think that he was trying to, I, I think that he was just making a correlation between things that had happened. I don't think that he, you know, obviously, you know, thought anything uh, bad was going to happen for the Clippers. He later would go on to say uh, when confronted about other teams going on three, that he was not criticizing the Clippers. Obviously no one loves the team as much as he does. He was just stating facts, which is not necessarily a criticism. He's hoping that they go 72-0 this season. Uh, So you got to love it. and (laughs) Love it. Because that's the thing. Don't be attacking Ralph. He he loves the clips. Like, that's not the issue here at all. No, but I I mean, like, I I think that that's fair to draw that correlation. But, I mean, you know, these teams don't resemble – each other no Clippers team has ever resembled uh the team that we currently have and um, (laughs) yeah so I (laughs) you know uh it's just a much different situation and you know like we've been saying throughout this whole episode and we're going to continue to talk about as the season goes on um I do think that we're looking at a slow start but that's nothing to freak out about man the only thing to freak out about is if we're banging our head against the wall losing making the same mistakes um that's when I'm gonna get worried uh, I'm going to get worried if teams are continuing to shoot their best percentages at, at times uh, against us. You know, if we're the, <laughs> if we're the slump busters rooting three, you know, I'm going to get worried if we're not contesting those kind of shots. Um, I, you know, I'm going to worry if Kawhi can't get back to defensively what I know he's capable of. So, but we haven't seen anything um, that is a, you know, a, a positive correlation that any of those things will even happen. So yes. I, I think that it's fine. I think it's fine too. Um, you know, shout out to Ralph. Happy he's on Twitter. Happy he's engaging with fans. Hope the fans are being nice to him. Um, some fans like, yeah, we just, I mean, there's going to be some sad people these first couple weeks of the season. The Clippers could go 15 and 0 and people are going to be mad that they didn't win by more margins. You know what I mean? Like it's so funny because this team ran headfirst into being legitimate title contenders kind of out of nowhere with the Kawhi and Paul George trade when you really look at it. Um, yeah. So now everyone's expectations, we got to get used to this. Like we got to get used to it. It's still a process, even when you have such a good roster. Um, but yeah, I think that about, I think that about wraps it up. Tuesday's episode. We're going to be previewing the Clippers opener versus the Lakers. I'm not ready for it. Still wrapping my head around the fact that we got to get this preseason game preview going. We're going to have Twitter Tuesday also, so please send your questions to at Locked on Clips on Twitter. We love uh, – they're always fantastic. Um, and then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Well, where can these people uh, tell their family to listen to us? You can tell your friends and family to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. If you haven't already, hey, please subscribe. Really helps oh, yeah. us out. If you like what we're doing over here, uh, leave a rating or review. We'll definitely read it on air. Uh, and yeah, keep rocking with us. Season, by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> is a day away. Uh, <laughs> we cannot wait to keep bringing you this news. Uh, so yeah, thanks. It's going to be a great time. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>